How has the Dallas Cowboys rookie class performed so far in the first six games of the year? All that more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Elena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB today because we're still kind of on bye week. The Cowboys don't yeah. practice till later in the week. We're going to do a, a little special show. We're going to do a rookie report. After the first six games, just as a whole, Landon, before we get into the individual players, how do you think the Cowboys rookie classes perform today? It's an interesting class, right? Like I think it's defined by the fact that your your top two players are players that were drafted at positions that are you know notoriously difficult to to get production out of their rookie year, right? Yeah. Tight end and defensive tackle, two very difficult positions to kind of break into and immediately have great production in the NFL. And then on top of that, you've got a list of other guys that are kind of coming in on a roster that is already, you know, extremely deep. Uh so it's 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 a little bit of a Mixed bag, and as far as like early production goes, uh, there isn't a ton, uh, but I, I do think that there is a lot of upside in this class, and there is a lot we've seen a lot of growth in some of these guys, uh, and I think you know that's the part that that was kind of interesting, kind of d- diving into this a little bit is that I, I think there's some things to be excited about with this class, but it takes a little bit of kind of investigation. It's not as you know, clear or as clean as yep. Tyler Smith being your starting left yep. tackle week one or, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb or, or Trayvon Diggs or some of those other guys that came in and were able to make immediate impacts their rookie years. We're going to go through most of the picks here for the Cowboys, but I want to start off with this. Um, who in your mind has been the most productive rookie after the first six games? Hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think productive-wise – uh, I, I think it's probably it's probably Mozzie. I mean, simply even though his, the stat line doesn't really show it, uh, I, I think Schoon has had, had one reception for a touchdown, and that's pretty pretty useful. But uh, I think as far as you know, as far as I, what I was pro- trying to get you to say, I was I was leading you down a. I wanted you to say Brandon Aubrey, the kicker for the Cowboys. Oh well, right. that's a very good point. I don't even. I guess I should be considering him a rookie, even though he's like what thirty two years old. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess in, in that fine. sense, Brandon Aubrey is without okay. a doubt. Okay, how about the draft pick? It's funny. It's it's funny you said that actually because my mind was trying to avoid me saying Hunter Lepke was, was what oh, I was actually okay. trying to avoid saying. But yes, I, I think that's okay. that's that's fair. Aubrey is probably the most. Productive. But let's let's get to Mozzie because that's what you, that's probably the actual answer if you just get rid of specialists. Uh, we had a little bit of a conversation about Mozzie on Friday. I want to dig into him a little bit more. So it does seem like. If you compare him to where he was like in the preseason to now, it does seem like he's made a pretty yeah. big leap. It just hasn't resulted in a lot of box score production yet. 
Yeah, and, and you know, honestly, I think if we go back and talk about you know what we were saying when he first got drafted, I think that that's probably what we've anticipated is that uh, that it was going to be a little bit of a slow bur- slow burn to get him ready in, in in his rookie year, and that even when he starts kind of showing out a little bit, it wasn't necessarily going to uh, uh, be produced in like individual stats. But I do think that the other thing that we kind of pointed out was. Uh, if you see a, a noticeable defense, noticeable difference in the run defense, that he was likely to be a part of that, and I, and I think that that is what we've seen. I, I think Jonathan Hankins obviously deserves a, a, a portion of that as well, but I think Mozzie has been a part of uh, a, a run defense that has improved in the last year, uh, and so I think that you know if we're, if we're pointing towards results uh if, if that's what we're ultimately we're looking for uh, i think he has been part of a defensive tackle unit that overall has played much better football this year i, I don't know if he's the, the the number one difference between uh this year and last year but i think he is a a, a a needed addition especially considering uh the lack of depth at the position last year he's giving you 20 you know solid snaps in this game is it all perfect absolutely not but it, it, he's also definitely not getting you killed and definitely not being ham fisted in. He's been a useful player, uh, you know, especially these last few, few weeks. Would you say you're disappointed with the production so far? Or is it kind of right on schedule? I think it's, it's kind of what we expected. You know, I, honestly, I think it's right on schedule. I mean, I think honestly, Mozzie for in general has been on schedule. I think, you know, the thing that we have been concerned about with him is his get off and his, uh, ability to 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 you know anticipate the snap. I think that took a little bit longer to kind of get going a little bit uh, than we than we expected. But I think these last few weeks, I've seen snaps where he's getting off the ball very cleanly, very well, and and I feel like it's more positive in that front than there is negative. There's still negative, and he still needs to clean it up, and he still needs to raise the floor of his game, and still has to add some consistency to it. Yep. Uh, but but we're seeing it, and we're seeing improvement, and and we're not seeing huge steps back. So. Uh, I think as steady improvement, I will take all the way through the rest of the season because that's what you can hope for. And I think as he, you know, what I what we saw last week was a guy who looked a lot more comfortable on the field, looked like he knew what he was doing, looked like he was playing. As part I want to see defense. how he looks after the bye. Like now yeah, that he's had too. a little time to reset. Remember, he was also dealing with some kind of injury. I think it was a knee injury, like late in training camp, early in the season. I just wonder how. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's much healthier now. I'm curious to see if if the progress here just is, is more rapid over the next month or so. Before we move on to Luke Schoonmaker and the other rookies in this class, the Cowboys were debating between uh, Mozzie Smith and Matthew Bergeron in the first round. They also really like Sam Laporta. That was the tight end. That if they were going to draft a tight end, that's the name that uh, was mentioned. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. But if you could redo that pick, would you still take Mozzie ahead of Bergeron? Would you still take Mozzie ahead of Laporta? I think Laporta would be tough just because we've seen him be very good so far. Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably still take Mozzie over Bergeron because I think that you, you got to look at the long term and this is not the end of their contracts. Uh, and I think ultimately, um, I don't know where Bergeron would have played. Yeah, and I also think that you know you survived a lot of that offensive line problem that you were concerned about in a way that uh, we didn't think we would. And and I think the play of Asim Richard gave you a little bit better confidence in and having uh, a developmental guy that maybe you could you know develop and still get a, a player at that position 
uh, just on a on a little bit of, of a different timeline than you would have had with Bergeron. I'm still confused a little bit where the Cowboys were planning on playing Bergeron, unless it was just he's a depth piece to get us through, you know, after this year, and then we'll figure it out between Tyler Smith and Bergeron in 2024 when Tyron Smith leaves. But um, I, so far, I think I, I like the decision over Mozzie over Bergeron as of right now. The port the portal one's hard because. We both like Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson has gotten significantly better in year two. I'm not sure what would the offense would have looked like with Sam Laporta and Jake Ferguson together because they're almost very similar type of players. Yeah, and and I will say that the one saving grace for Schoonmaker that I think that is you know something that we'll talk a little bit more is that he's been very good as a blocker, very good. Yeah, uh, and and to the point where I feel like that. Uh, you know, you're 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 right that if we had gotten Laporta, I think it would have been a little bit of two of the same guy, a little bit, you know, and, and I feel like uh, it would have been more difficult, especially with the injuries to, uh, you know, that you've had at tight end uh, with with uh, Hendershot. You know, it's I think it would have been difficult to kind of fit everybody on the field in a way that you would like to deploy yep. your tight end. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it, you know, it's it's. It's tough to make these calls about rookies six games into their rookie season. So, uh, but I, but but he's been very good. Laporta has. All right, let's uh, talk about the Cowboys' day two picks when we get back. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Garrett Wilson. Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson will come off a bye and build on his momentum for an imp- with an improved Zach Wilson to have a big game against the Giants in Week 8. Start spreading the news in New York uh, as we've got a New York-New York battle. The Giants secondary can't really cover anyone. They've given up <laughs> big games to Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs already. Garrett Wilson is a great talent, and the Jets are back to using him as a dominant number one wide receiver. Look for him to have his best all-around game yet in fantasy in 2023. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber and not cash keep your ride alive or die alive uh, at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the locked on cowboys podcast we want to let you know about the locked on nfl kickoff live show each friday locked on will go live at 2 p.m eastern on every locked on nfl youtube channel Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. 
Landon, let's talk about the day two picks for the Cowboys. We'll start with Luke Schoonmaker, who does he have one catch this year? Is that all he has so far? For a touchdown, yeah, for one yard, yeah. It's been frustrating because there's been opportunities for him to have much, much bigger games. Yeah, and I think what's frustrating too is that, you know, I went back and watched a bunch of his snaps, all his targets, and then a bunch of other, you know, run blocking snaps. And he's looked very good as a blocker. I mean, he's he's they've been lining him up in line. He's been uh, and he's done a bunch of different types of block. He looks really good on double teams, working with tight ends, getting uh, passing guys off. He's looked really good in in some of these down blocking stuff. And he's, he's had some struggles trying to reach three techniques, but that's a big ask for a, a, a rookie tight end in his first you know NFL yeah. you know season. Um, I think that where where he you know tight ends obviously get noticed a lot more is in the passing game, and that's where things have been a little bit unfortunate for him. He's had a couple of uh, I think he's had something like only like six targets or something, but he's only completed one of them, and uh, and, and it was not, wide open. Yeah, and well, and and but the other thing too is that the rest of them have been decidedly not wide open. Yeah, exactly. where where in the sense that he was being it was in contested situation. He had one throw where Dak like kind of just threw it a little bit wide and, and low. And then he had two pa- two other passes in that New England game where he had the touchdown drop. And let's 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 talk about that too. That was a very difficult catch. You know, like he was making an acrobatic play to get himself positioned. He got both hands on it and he has to come down with it. Like that's there's no two ways around it. But it wasn't like a drop in the sense that, you know, he was wide open. He the both hands hit the ball while he was standing there and it dropped it like uh, and then there were two other passes in that same game that got knocked down at the line of scrimmage in which he was open and he had gotten himself into position. I would like to continue to see him be part of this red zone offense simply because I feel like the red zone offense has generally struggled. And I think that he is a good solution here. I, I think he's got he's a big body with long arms. He can get open. He, I've seen him getting open in some of these situations. Uh, but he's just had some unfortunate situations happen when he's had the ball thrown his way. Um, so I, I, I think it's it's not like a uh, – this isn't a situation where the guy can't get open or or like, you know, can't do it. Like, I, I feel like this is something they just need to push through, give him some more targeting in in this area, yeah. and I think he will finish, and I think it will, it will be a boon for this offense – uh, I, I still have very strong belief in Schoonmaker because I, I going back and watching what he's produced on tape, um, it, it reminds me of a lot of other things that are going on in this offense right now where it's it's there. It's just the results aren't there yet. Like, you know, it's, well, like, it's a, like in the San Fran game, he was open down the seam on the very first play of the game and Dak just airmailed it. And, and yep. if that ball is four feet lower it's probably a 25 yard gain to open the you know open that game and maybe the whole game goes different if you get that first big chunk play but just didn't happen um i'm not super down on him at the same time i was hoping to see a little bit more when you draft a tight end that's 24 years old and that's played as much as he has you're hoping for some more success but you are seeing at least a little bit in the run game it just hasn't happened yet in the passing game well, yeah, and also, I mean, keep in mind, this is a guy who missed a good portion of training camp with an injury, was able to come in after that and still kind of play and produce. Uh, and frankly, I mean, I mean, if you want to look at it this way, imagine if you didn't have Schoonmaker and you, you lost Hendershot for this whole time. Like, you, you would have had very little production at the tight end position. I mean, not that <laughs> you've had a ton, but he's yeah. at least been able to come in here and block in a way that I don't think Sean McEwen can or I don't think that even Hendershot oh, can. Now. So, yeah, uh, you know, you're so, right. I do think that there's been uh, value added here, 
uh, I think that the pass reception thing has been uh, a, a, a folly at this point. But I do think, but I don't think it's because of a lack of talent or a lack of ability. I think he just needs more targets to kind of right the ship there a little bit. Uh, let's move on to the Cowboys' third round pick. Obviously, not a lot here. Demario Overshone, uh, Overshone um, got injured in the preseason game. It's just such a bummer because yeah. you could see that he was he was going to be a fantastic fit for Dan Quinn. And part of me wonders, like, will we ever see him in a Dan Quinn defense? Like, will we ever get to see him in that role? Because, I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance, and we I know we've been saying this for multiple years now, but <laughs> it really does feel like this is probably Dan Quinn's last year in Dallas. Unless he's head coach Dan Quinn. Unless he's head yeah. coach, which yeah, for sure. I've got some issues with that. But that's for a different show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's an unfortunate situation with the show, no doubt. I mean, they, they think they clearly had a role carved out for him. Uh, and obviously that kind of went to Marquise Bell. Uh, and Bell has picked up that 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 baton and, and ran with it in, in a way that I don't know that Overshone frankly could have. But yeah. uh, I do think that it, it is an unfortunate thing at the very least to lose a, a talented depth piece, a guy who is going to be a huge part of your special teams. Uh, let's move on to the Cowboys' fourth-round pick, Junior Fahoku, who has basically been a healthy scratch all year long. Um, I, I don't even know if he's played a snap yet, has he? I don't think so. I haven't. I, I actually didn't check, but I haven't noticed him. I mean, uh, in, in it, any any games actually. And he didn't do active. hardly anything in the preseason either. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's a lot of this has to do with where you know where we are depth wise, right? He's definitely dealing with the fact that you know he's got a ton of bodies in front of him. They clearly like his game and they want him as part of the of the team. And they like, you know, where he could go in the future. Uh, but I think at this point, you know, you've you've got a lot of bodies that you're having to uh, roster at this point. Uh, and, and he's just, you know, you, you're going to have to have some healthy scratches anyways. He's just a guy that's at a position where you've got a lot of talent and you haven't had, you know, any any issues there. So what's the long-term so- outlook? Like, where... where- like who would need to leave this team next year in order for him to have a role? Is it Neville Gallimore? Is it Doran Armstrong? Like, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, yes, either of those two guys, one of those, both of those guys, right? Like, I think he, you know, he would take those kind of roles from someone that, and maybe it's, and maybe by the end of the year, he is playing so well in practice. He does still take those guys. You know, I mean, I, I think he showed you something at different points in training camp that, that he belongs, you know, it's not yeah. like he's, uh, uh, not looked good when he's been on there. It's more just been an issue of him being healthy and, and being on the practice field at different points. But uh, I, I felt like when we seen him at camp or in in, in training, I mean pre, preseason games, he he looks like he belongs. I just think that yeah, right now he's you know behind a whole bunch of veterans that are all kind of playing well. So if you see an injury, if if you know Golston gets a, a hammy or something one week, I think that's I wouldn't where he be jumps sh- in. Yeah, yeah. Great. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him get him jumped in there because I think that's you know we've talked we kind of penciled him in as that sort of you know down the roster inside outside guy. All right, let's go through the rest of the Cowboys draft picks and undrafted free agent signings next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can bet on the Cowboys to make the playoffs. I think they're now 
like minus 750 after all the events yesterday where a bunch of NFC teams lost. That helps. You can also bet on them to beat the Rams. I think they're six and a half point favorites. The last time I looked uh, to beat the Rams on Sunday, pretty big line. But uh, visit mm-hmm. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown and kick off the NFL, se- NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Lena, let's run through a couple of these uh, late-round picks really quickly. Austin Richards, the offensive tackle, played a little bit this season, but I, overall I think I'm pretty encouraged here. Yeah, we should be, I think. I think he's he had a really good uh, preseason. The training camp was really good, especially again, considering where he's coming from as a fifth-round pick. Uh, he was able to come in, and, and he's played, I think, 20 or so uh, snaps at both left tackle and left guard uh, through three games. Uh, and I think he's availed himself well. He didn't get anybody crushed. He didn't get anybody beat badly. He looked like he belonged. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's the first guy off the bench that you're taking, you know, if there's a, a, a Tyler, Tyron Smith injury or a Tyler Smith injury. But I think that there is a chance that if you go get to the end of the season, if you have an injury at either one of those spots, that, that uh, you might see Richards eventually. I, I, I do think that yeah. he has shown you enough uh, so far and then shown some improvement that I wouldn't be shocked if they were interested in trying to get him out there. You know, they've, they've, they've already tried to deploy him. They've already have deployed him out there uh, in that same kind of area when you see kind of TJ Bass or some of these other folks go in when the game is put away or, or, yeah. or you know, so I think they're trying to, more, to give him more and more snaps where they can here or there. Um, and then eventually, you know, if there's a, an injury or something, or if you want to pull out another uh, offensive lineman for a tight end, maybe you start giving him snaps there. But I, I have to say that for a fifth round rookie uh, playing left guard and left tackle, I, I've been more than encouraged by what we've seen from him so far. And I think the Cowboys may have really gotten one from with and Austin I, Richards. I, I want to mention TJ Bass in this as well, an undrafted yeah. rookie uh, guard who started a game earlier this year. Now it, it didn't go particularly well, but we saw him play really well in the preseason. He's somebody who is a game day active for the Cowboys now, which is pretty yeah. impressive. And actually there's been a, several games where he's been active over Richards yep. and the Cowboys clearly right like Richards. So I don't know if either of these two players will end up being long-term starters, but it wouldn't be surprising by like next year if they're like offensive linemen six and seven. Yeah, if they were your primary backups next yep. year. I mean, I think that's the the nice thing you got out of this draft is uh, I, 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 don't, I think you can feel like you can go in not maybe like not needing to – not avoiding drafting an offensive lineman, but you can go into next year feeling like, hey, at the very least we've got these two young guys who are – we feel like they could develop into borderline you know, backups, borderline starters, uh, and, and that gives you a yep. little bit of a nice floor to kind of help figure out the rest of the offensive line. I'm going to name two other players before we get to Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Jalen Brooks, the wide receiver. Uh, he's been a game day scratch mostly. He did play a little bit uh, against um, uh, who was it, the Chargers last week. Chargers, yeah. 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 Uh, and then Eric Scott, he played a little bit more last week on special teams after the injury to CJ Goodwin. But neither of those players have a big role at all right now. But the fact that Jalen Brooks is was active on a couple, on a game as a seventh round pick and yeah, and, uh, that's, a good sign. It, that's a good sign. I mean that's that that's a good again. We're talking about levels here, and yeah, the fact that Brooks is able to do that means that we've got a little something. He's a pretty yeah. decent special teams player as well. Now, somebody who was not active in Week Six was Deuce Vaughn. He was a healthy scratch. The Cowboys pulled Malik Davis off the practice squad to play ahead of him. Things are just moving a little too fast for Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, it's just right now, like, 
you know, he, you're not seeing the dynamism that you saw, uh, uh, the dynamism that you saw, you know, with in preseason. Uh, but then on top of that, like, you, you need to be able to like uh, uh, make opportunities. You need to make the most of your opportunities when situations are less than ideal. I mean, that's that's key. But the problem is, is that even when he's put into good situations where it's where like, oh, like oh, we got him in space, like this is what he still isn't producing like the kind yeah. of dynamic player that we know he is. So I just think you're right. It's a little bit faster him right now. Let's give him, let, let's let things slow down a little bit for him and give him more opportunities. Uh, maybe, maybe coming up the bye. honestly, like guys that I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play after the buy are Mozzie and Schoon because they've played a little bit to kind of get that. It's that whole idea of playing a little bit, digesting it. Right. And then yep. coming back to the, see your adjustments. So I'm excited to see those two, but I think Vaughn is the other guy, right? Because, Again, like it just looked a little bit too fast for him. So maybe now, after a couple of weeks, some some time to kind of digest it, uh, it, it'll slow down a little bit, and you'll get a little a better version of Deuce Vaughn. I just wonder if like Vaughn's even going to be active with CJ Goodwin being out. I wonder if the Cowboys have to lean into having more special, special teams, teams guys, mm-hmm. and and that's been the issue with Deuce Vaughn is like if he's not providing splash plays as a receiver or as a runner. Where else is he contributing? Because he's not helping you as a blocker. He's not. You can't have him on the field and pass pro, and he's not really a kick returner. You have an all you know an all pro kick returner, Kevante Turpin. Where else is he helping you? It's hard to keep that guy active if he's only going to play six offensive snaps a game, and maybe that's where you see Malik Davis getting more run after the bye. That wouldn't surprise me at all either. Yeah, or maybe they bring in another running back, right? Or maybe because, they bring like, in another. Yeah, I mean, back. honestly, they, I feel like if anything. Malik Davis doesn't solve the problem that you no. have at the position, right? Like you need more uh, uh, dynamic back. It, you it, need more jet in here. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's not something that Malik Davis necessarily provides. No. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We're not. We're not getting out of this. Podcast. I tried to get out of there. We're I tried to get out. about Hunter Lipke. We're not doing it. Okay. okay go ahead. Here's the deal. Hunter Lipke has been fantastic. I've loved yeah, this, been. this role. He's been fitting into that role perfectly. Uh, and I'm not going to let us get out of this game, out of this, out of this show without talking I about. I tried to sneak out so bad. You really uh, tried. You tried. Uh, no, yeah. actually, I would like going forward. I would like to see more Hunter Lipke than Deuce Vaughn. And I know there's a <laughs> a small uh, group of people that really like to see Deuce Vaughn play. A small, um, yeah, a small, small group of people. Uh, I think Hunter Lipke is just a better player, and I think he fits the offense better. If I'm being honest. Swoleback is better than Smallback. So, yeah. Swoleback, I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why why can't he get six touches a game? You know, four carries, two as a receiver. I mean, I think we've seen that, that that there is a role for this type of player, and that it it, it fits what the Cowboys are needing right now. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, there was there's definitely been times when he's gone out and route and has been wide open, and still not getting the ball. So I'd like to see him get the ball a couple more times. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, there you go. You got now you can go. Now we can go. There you go. Uh, Go follow the Locked On Cowboys podcast (laughs) on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon uh, and on Twitter uh, at McCoolBCB. I'm sure you'll be getting more Hunter Lipke takes over there. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you guys next time.